1: Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. Check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or check them out at on Instagram at Phoenixrods. Rods. Check out Viking Heads at Viking Head Bait Co. On Instagram or vikingheads.com uh, on the web. Today we have Jeff Clout of... Uh, he works, he's pro staff for Optimum Depths and he's also uh does SoCal crusher he does a video series as well he's been doing it for a long time uh swim baits everything big baits he uh he has a cool story he grew up at uh, the dana point um wharf uh dana point sport fishing his dad was a cook there so he uh he has a lot of cool stories a lot of cool info on fishing as well thanks jeff for coming on um what else is going on I've been on vacation this week, so I haven't really been doing much. I did another po- a couple podcasts. I'm doing one on Monday. I'm going to go do Jim Mason, but I'm going to go to his house, and we're going to check out all of his lures, like old old stuff from like the 70s, swim baits and stuff that, you know, I don't think a lot of people have. So it'll be cool. Um, stop at Eric's Tackle for a minute and probably drop off his order of Viking Head. So you're going to want to check it out there. If you guys are living up that way, you'll be able to grab some stuff. Um, I got a ton of stuff to release at the end of the month. That's why I took vacation is to make lures. So, um, my new packaging should be here in the next two weeks. Once the new packaging's here, the finesse head will be out. Uh, I'm not sure what shops are going to carry, but it'll be available online. And, um, Clear Lake will be heading up there the 16th through the 19th. Uh, I think I'm going to talk to Clear Lake Outdoors and set up there one day and then set up a day at the Airbnb. So if you guys want to come by and say what's up, you're in Clear Lake. I'll be at Clear Lake Outdoors. I'll let you guys know what day. And um, gosh, that's about it. Uh, give us a five-star review if you can. Um, uh, check us out on the YouTube. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do it next year because I don't have a studio right now. So I'm doing it out of my house, and I'm going to set up a spot to where I could do the podcast and everything looks cool. Um, and I think I'm going to start doing the YouTube next year when I can have it fully set up properly. So I'll probably start doing that again. So if you guys are going to check those out, uh, you can check out the YouTube channel with some old stuff up as well. Uh, the Patreon. Uh, this week is the same thing. I'm trying to play catch up. Everything should go out. The SU stuff, working Cloud zero. At the end of the month is the Andromeda uh, Debates are going to be available I'll be posting something about that this week Uh, If you guys want to get in on this uh, As one of my reviewers said on iTunes I'm a horrible I'm horrible And I'm, I'm begging for a $5 donation Please <laughs> <laughs> Have me dying So if you guys want You can you can uh, donate $5 to the Patreon uh, It's up to you It helps the podcast And in return You get a chance at an Andromeda uh, I have three of them So that's how many chances you get. The The higher tier gets the better chances with two baits. So I uh, appreciate everyone's support. Um, check out uh, everything at Spotify. It's, it's early. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm tired. Um, five-star review would be appreciated too. A positive review if you can on iTunes. Greatly appreciated. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, everything. Appreciate it. No,
0: no I never really... you're on
1: video though a lot so I mean it I don't I didn't think that you know but that literally started two years ago really was it hard like making first, yourself get on video I was so scared at first <laughs> really <laughs> were you and Kaz just doing it together when you started doing it or are you doing it on your own no it's with cause okay <laughs> uh, they basically
0: came up to me and uh said hey we want to do some filming think of name, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was gonna be for all of Optimum's pro staff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's call it SoCal Crushers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, with the S. And then it ended up, I guess, just being me. So we just called it SoCal Crusher. And it was literally about two years ago in October, our first day we went out to Lake Skinner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't have a bite until two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so
1: stressed out. I like oh, I, was, <laughs> I was
0: so worried because we launched pretty early. But I mean, I liked that afternoon wind came up, can throw my walkers and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And finally I stuck one and I was super relieved. And then it was like one after another. Really? That first day we ended up with seven or eight fish.
1: Damn, that's good.
0: Yeah. You know, the first two videos was the first day.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, we did the swim bait video where he goes, let's do a swim bait only video. I'm okay. like, that's pretty tough for Skinner nowadays, but all right, we'll give it a shot. And it was awesome because i got three fish but our mics went out so the video was like
1: oh
0: he made it work but he had to trim it to where it was only five minutes long yeah and it was cool because i got one on the 250 mm-hmm. i got one on a prototype reckless rodents bait okay his uh wake his lotus big lotus when he came out with that and then i got one on the ballum. and i was like oh and then the mics went out so was, <laughs> you couldn't really make like i was explaining about how to to glide the bait around the, the toolies and everything and as I'm explaining that, this wolf pack comes up underneath of it and just hammers it. Did but you try to go do the, the audio after to kind of like not sure what they did yeah as far as that stuff, I'm not a very techie guy so I leave that up to <laughs> cause but yeah. now it, it's been a, a fun couple of years doing that getting to travel all around and now that I'm actually working for Matt as yeah. well. Um, it's been about a year
1: and a half that I've been working there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So where did, where did you grow up at? San Juan Capistrano. Okay. Uh, were you a, a saltwater guy or a freshwater guy when you were growing up? Uh, always a saltwater guy. Really? Until probably about, I'd say about
0: 25 to 30 years ago. Okay. Was my first freshwater experience.
1: Largemouth or, or trout?
0: Largemouth. mouth. Large well, mouth. I'd, I'd fish trout here and there, but
1: um,
0: I wasn't, I was a fisherman. I wanted to catch Mm-hmm. fish you know so i didn't care like i went up to the sierras a few times and this and that but uh i don't know if you know Oso reservoir yeah yeah oh i know it very, very well my dad used to have access to it really and that was my first freshwater experience so you could only imagine why i loved it so much it just took over
1: you grew you were in a punk you're in a punk right yeah the dude from um my buddy so my buddy uh um, and he got Chain Reaction that owns it. He's also the CEO of uh, Fearless Records. Oh, really? So the main dude that owned it was the guy from the Whitecaps, I think. Who whoever it was, but they fish Oso still here and there. Really? Because he has like a private thing where he can go to Oso. But it just it's cool to hear like, oh, that dude, the, the dude from uh, and the dude from Warp Tour is a big the Warp Tour. He's a big fisherman as well. Really? Yeah, they're going on sport boats and stuff too. That's pretty rad. But well, yeah, that's what the last time we talked about Oso was from that. My buddy going, yeah, dude, we went to Oso. I'm like, damn. The place was magical.
0: I saw stuff I've never seen ever again there. Like yeah. I watched, you know how you see these documentaries on the great white shark and they're hunting the sea lions. I watched the bass push the bait and themselves up on the beach just to pin them and get them and flop back in the water. Yeah, yeah. Like what I've never <laughs> seen that anywhere else.
1: Um, Is that the first time you went fishing was that also uh,
0: freshwater bass fishing yes yeah, okay. where i was throwing crankbaits and you know actually jerk baits and learning how to take what i knew from fishing saltwater my whole life into freshwater
1: what uh what where did you start salt like was it a certain boat or a harbor uh dana wharf sport fishing my dad okay. worked for dana
0: for 44 years oh no way i
1: didn't know that yeah he was so you uh, grew up in it then yes okay
0: I actually have a magazine on my wall that has my dad with, uh, I think this is back in the day when, uh, gosh, what was his name? Bill Henderson owned Big Hammer. Okay. And my dad was good friends with him. And uh, he's on a magazine as one of the best SoCal Calico bass fishermen. Big article on him. Your dad? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: No way. Is he still alive? Yeah. No way. Yeah. He's actually,
0: what's today, just fished yesterday no way yeah he
1: went out with his buddy him and his buddy go out of dana like twice a week so you grew up calico fishing that yeah. pretty much that was your jam yeah with your dad what did your dad do at the landing uh he was a
0: cook on the Clemente. no way he's actually worked before there was even a harbor he worked out of san Clemente pier mm-hmm. with uh john manser on the real fun okay back in those days so yeah it's long long life of just fishing with my family that's that was our vacation every year really that's what we did we go to Mexico Kino <laughs> Bay and go fishing does uh did your dad freshwater fish or did you do that on your own my dad actually used to freshwater fish long time ago and then he just kind of got more into just staying in the saltwater side and that's why he asked me, hey, do you want to go try freshwater? He just got another itch or something, or he went, I can't remember exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he went to Lake Alamo with a friend. Okay. That's what it was. He went to Lake Alamo and then he came back and I guess he had a great time. So he's like, let's go freshwater. <laughs> and it just kind of went from there. You know, fished Mission Viejo quite a bit. Uh, been going out to the river with him for like 25 years. Every May, end of April, end of May, we were at uh, Fisher's Landing.
1: Were you, did you get to see the whole thing happen at Mission Viejo with all the big fish? Yep. Really?
0: I've seen a lot of big fish. Dad's biggest, we didn't have a scale. He claims it at 14. Okay. It was bigger than that. Yeah. It was huge. No way. And it was on six pound. (sighs) Fuck. It was like one of the biggest bass I've ever seen. I didn't see it. I wasn't there, but I saw the picture of it. It it was, it was huge. Yeah.
1: Your dad was a, was he primarily calico? Was like his? Thing that he loved oh yeah what was his pb i um, don't even know i remember one day he's probably seen some big fuckers Yeah,
0: big ones yeah this one we were it was wintertime fishing and he just put a lead head with a half side of mackerel with the tail cut mm-hmm. throws down puts it in clicker and i think that one was like 12 pounds yeah that's crazy yeah. dude right <laughs> no, yeah. he's caught some big ones i know yeah. that I mean, but back then, you didn't bring a scale. You didn't bring a camera. You know, I have... People ask me why I don't have pictures of so many fish because it was bad luck to bring a camera on a boat.
1: That's what I heard back in the day. Yeah. You know? Even when I started, my buddy Roger's like, oh, you're not supposed to bring a camera. It's bad luck. I'm <laughs> like, really? Fuck, man. So it's always fish tails. It's never a real picture. Right? <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it keeps getting bigger and bigger the longer you tell right? the story. Yeah,
0: it's... Uh, I you mean, know, I caught my very first yellow fin in the 83 El Nino. Fuck. I think I was 10. Yeah. You know? Shit. I, was, I worked with my dad from pretty much seventh grade all through high school. Then I was a cook on the seahorse for so a little- So you worked
1: on sport boats as well, too? Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Wow. And then I w- cooked on the seahorse for a little while. That was fun because we were doing uh, Clemenia every Friday night and Saturday night, mm-hmm. and I always loved that. That mm-hmm. was awesome. And then I worked a season with my brother on the Cortez out of San Diego.
1: Okay. What happened after that?
0: Uh, basically started working at Costco. Oh, had a, really? Had a career at Costco for 25 years. Oh, no way. And I was a supervisor for six, then a manager for nine, and then basically stepped down and then retired after 25 years and started yeah. working for Matt.
1: <laughs>
0: it was one of those things, you know, I did my time there, and it was time to do something I'm 50 that I really love, you know, mm-hmm. and the fishing world is what I wanted to do. When yeah. Matt asked me, I was like, yeah, I'm down. Have you, you known Matt for a while? Yeah, I've been on his pro staff, I would say a little over 10 years. Okay. And I knew him probably another five before that. You probably Your dad probably knew who he, Optimum, you know, like. I don't know if he really? did. I met Matt through Ian Tucker. Okay. And I met Ian because he at the time lived down the street from my buddy and he had a boat parked out front. And I'm like, dude, that guy's got a boat. Let's go talk to him. And so we just became friends and he said, I'm going out to the shop to pick up stuff. And.
1: Is that kind of your, still your fishing partner, Ian?
0: Um, I fish with them here and there, Okay, but not, not that much. My, my main fishing partner, honestly, is me lately. (laughs) I've been going solo quite a bit. Um, I fish with my buddy Dave from Blythe quite a bit. Okay. And my buddy Manny. Okay. I try to get my wife to go all the time, but. Does she like fishing? Yeah. Really? She oh, does, that's cool. She likes how it used to be though, when you when she caught fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> you it's so anymore. difficult right now, you know? <laughs> like we go the river, she always wants to go. Yeah. and She tears them up on a cover scat. Yeah. It's dangerous. You give that to you her. You got
1: to use that before kind of everyone was using the cover scat. I didn't really. No, did you?
0: I, I don't fish plastics okay. much. Oh, okay. I honestly, I used to. I used yeah. to fish the ICAs, you know, Cinco's, all that back in the day, you know, along with the crankbaits. And I still throw cranks here and there, but
1: I the cover scat, though, was was a big uh, secret for a minute. And everyone was beating him up on that thing. Yeah. You know, uh, let's take it back to the swim baits then. So when you were younger, did you get into swim baits then, or how long ago did you get into those?
0: It depends on what you want to classify as swim bait. Okay. Cause calico fishing, we always fished
1: swim baits. Basically what yeah. people,
0: everybody calls a swim bait now. So then yeah, I've been throwing a swim bait since the eighties. But actually freshwater, I would say I think I got my first real hard swim bait, which was a three sixteen wake in about two thousand seven. That's early. Two thousand seven or eight, yeah.
1: So no one was the swim bait. wasn't really taken off like it is now no uh what lakes were you fishing then
0: ponds really yeah I was a big pond hunter i used to go hiking for ponds and i didn't have a boat then so Mm. i'd either fish with my dad and that's where like some of the swim baits were hard to fish with him because he's a crankbait guy so he thinks mach 6 is the right speed and i'm in the back of the boat (laughs) so i'd always go for like triple trouts and Mm -hmm. stuff that i could move fast you know bigger walkers and stuff like that but um yeah i'd go to lake dixon a lot you know just boats, wolford Any Wolford's anything good, i could man. get my hands henshaw? on
1: Henshaw, i always ask people they go get-
0: henshaw i've fished before henshaw is a very tough lake my dad used to describe it as one of the best lakes he's ever seen but doesn't fish <laughs> not anymore i guess it used to be amazing he used to fish them with you remember the old school bombers yes he'd always say yeah. uh what is that called like monkey island or something that's in the middle of it. Yeah. said around that thing, the bomber was the best.
1: I went there, Um, I want to say a year and a half ago. I used to go a lot. Yeah. Like a lot for the last uh, 12, 15 years. I've been fishing. So when I got into fishing, my buddy turned me on to it and I always talk about it with people. But fucking, uh, it just, it doesn't produce the way you think it would. The first couple years it did, I caught my a seven pounder out of there on a spinner bait. And then I went last time. It looks like you're back east, dude. The trees are all filled up. It's like four feet of water. You're going through trees. You just can't get a fucking bite. You right. gotta know what it is. And it, the whole thing looks good. Yes.
0: I want to say we were there. What well, was when Matt came out with the PB shad color? Okay. And I don't remember how many years ago that was, but we went out and stayed a couple days. And my dad and my brother went out there and they had fished for two days without a bite. At Henshaw? Yeah, at Henshaw. And then I got there and i was
1: oh they had the campgrounds there too huh? oh so nice oh, yeah such
0: a cool place yeah it's just bummer the fishing isn't what
1: it, it seems like it should be i don't know what it is i don't know if it's from the cow fields i don't know if it, it just turned off and it, i i mean i feel like it would be good and it was there was times we'd go there and catch like maybe like a 100 fish dude 50 fish wow All on on lv uh one hundred. Just right, you know, at the water where it fill up right there, the water bubbles? Yeah. Right there. Carp galore, I'll tell you that. You want to kill a fucking carp, you can go there. <laughs> there so many carp in that lake. Yeah, it's.
0: I've only been there that one time where we camped for a few days, but it was... You could see the potential of it. Yeah. It looked incredible.
1: Yeah. So then uh, the 316 was the first kind of like hard bait. First hard you, bait I got. What were you throwing? Just heavy calico stuff to throw that thing? Um. That
0: oh gosh what what rod was it it was a shimano i can't it was basically a calico rod
1: okay calcutta calcutta
0: okay always the where did you
1: find the info on all this stuff then
0: i don't even remember website Across stuff i used to buy or... a lot of stuff on uh before the jdm stuff got big here i'd buy a lot of stuff on a page called Ichiban tackle yeah you know, before you could get mega bass and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah, that I heard here. That. Um, the three sixteen bait, weirdly enough, I found it at a tackle shop. No way. Yeah. And I went back
1: there. It was 75 bucks. <laughs> yeah. 75 bucks. And I went but there. back then. How long ago that was 20 fucking, almost 20 years ago. That was still probably 150 bucks now. You know what I'm saying? Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Was, I was, I would say right
0: about 2008. Yeah. So 75 bucks at that time, I was just going, dude, It's a fishing lure, (laughs) you know? And I went back for like a couple months looking at it, looking at it. Finally, I I got it. And I was like, cool. And then,
1: uh, you knew about it though. Like you knew what it was. Yes. Kind of how it worked
0: from, you know, I used to fish a lot with, uh, Greg Springer, who's Uh also into swim baiting and, you know, was actually there when he caught his first swim bait fish. No
1: way. Yeah. We used to, we used to beat up Wilford with him then
0: too. Yep. We lost three huds within there one day. <laughs> um, fish there with them. We used to go to Dixon. We used to do a lot of pond hunting. I yeah. mean, there's not huge fish in ponds, but if you don't have any access to any other way, hiking up through, you know, Valley Center or wherever and fishing these ponds. And that's basically where I got my freshwater swim bait fishing 101. Cause you learn- what did
1: you, uh, when you fish a pond, how do you approach it differently than you're on the boat? Like, what's your big thing? Uh, it
0: depends on the pond, but look and see if there's any water flow. That's my first part. Mm-hmm. Look and see what the structure is around it. Um, if I know the pond, then I kind of know where to go. But if I'm just getting to one, one, you want to be able to have access, not lose your stuff <sighs> on top of everything else, you know, yeah. and make sure you're not visible for somebody Driving by, I'm gonna call the cops on you. <laughs> you know, but that that was a long time ago. I actually have a book. I should have brought it to show you. And it's all old stuff from like Google Earth from early two thousands. Oh, when, and you
1: just documented everything.
0: It was when Google Earth I maybe it wasn't early 2000s, but I'd have to look at the dates on it. But it was when Google Earth first Came kind out. of started. Okay. And uh and there were just all these little ponds and I'd cross it off or write how to get there, little notes, this worked good. <laughs> dude like all kinds of crazy stuff you know it, i used to get up at midnight just to go fish a pond before i went to work I had to be at work at four in the morning yeah and i used to have this one it was uh right by carlsbad costco it was they called it the no fear pond because the no fear headquarters okay. is right there yeah you definitely couldn't fish it but i'd go in there at night <laughs> i catch 20 fish before i went to work wow you know and lipless crankbaits and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah it was fun
1: so back to the, the swim bait, uh, how long did it take you to catch a fish on that 316?
0: I want to say I sat and looked at it for a long time before I actually
1: really <laughs> really started hucking it. Were you kind of like, fuck, man, if I lose this thing, I'm kinda... I don't even remember.
0: I want to say my first fish I caught on it was probably at Rattlesnake. Really? Yeah, because we used to have access to that. My dad became a member, you know, not long before they closed it but we used to have access to it with uh the old president we'd go in there with him so on and so forth that's where i actually got into frog fishing too that was frog fishing is my favorite yeah over anything i'll take throwing a frog (laughs) i mean swim baits are awesome but something about hucking that frog way you're you're looking
1: for a big fish yes you'll throw everything that catches big fish yeah, kind of like cause where he's like, I don't just throw swim baits. I'll throw huge cranks. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, most everything I throw is on
0: the bigger size, you know. But even, it doesn't
1: have to be like a fucking glider. Have to no, be a, no. It yeah. doesn't have
0: to be just like if I throw the bull flat, I don't go smaller than four point eight. Okay, and I actually figured out a cool way to rig it, where I the hookup tackle did. Uh, this whole thing on the bull flat and how they're rigging it with, you know, like a beast hook. Yeah. And I just didn't like how it sat
1: with the beast. hook. On. Yeah.
0: It's the, it came down too far. Mm-hmm. So owner makes this 11 shallow bend. So it's like only goes down that far. So I use that wrap a little lead around the hook shank. And then I put right after where the offset hook goes in, I'll put a nail weight right there Yeah, and it fishes like this. It's so good. You fish it basically like a swim bait.
1: Yeah. Nah, it's, you're just tweaking out on stuff, kind yeah. of figuring out the way you'd like it. Right. Right. And I mean,
0: in my opinion, there's no wrong way to throw something if it catches fish for you, mm-hmm. right? So do whatever crazy thing you want to do. Yeah. And that's the fun thing about it. Start well, tweaking on stuff and find <laughs> something that really works good. I
1: mean. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, uh, when you got into that first swim bait and you're like, man, I really like how this three sixteen works. Did you start like going dorking out on them going man i want to get some more oh yeah some different shit oh yeah oh the 250 was around then
0: 250 was 2012.
1: okay i believe do you remember when that came out then
0: yeah yeah the very first day i threw it i got a six and a half i was like it was magic then (laughs) i i still have it because we have the new abs one so i put my ogs in a box really i kind of have them up because the new ones you know i have them tuned out right and they swim just as good you yeah know? so i have a huge collection of swim baits because one to me they're an incredible work of art and i would say 95 percent of them i'll throw there's a few that are really special that i'm like yeah yeah i can easily use something else that's not going to catch that many more fish you know what i mean but yeah my i have like three Bookcases in the house full. Oh, nice! And then my whole garage with pegboards, just <laughs> all the way across one side. Been collecting for that long, and I don't really get rid of too many things. So even if it's one, like I'll get some and I don't like the swim, and I just hang it up. Really? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Until right? I get I mean, time
0: to geek with it, you know. I have my, I have my favorites that I use all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, certain times a year, certain baits. You know, I like, I like. The 250 more wintertime, a little slower moving, you know, so on and so forth. But soft plastics, good, good swim baits. I've caught some of my bigger fish, you know, and like boom, booms and softer plastic swim baits.
1: Not only that, but they're more weedless for Paris. True, true. A lot more. So uh, now that you've seen kind of like swim baits evolution of them and what I guess let's go, what's your biggest fish on a swim bait as well?
0: uh my biggest swim bait fish is i think it was 10. it's only like 10 4. really yeah it's not not huge it's a a lot of a <laughs> lot, lot of six eights i haven't got too many huge ones my pb is out a walker how big is that 11.4 really yeah on oh, no i'm a little stick really yeah <laughs> on uh mine and my wife's anniversary fish no way it was, was on your anniversary <laughs> yeah you know, we, we go every year on our anniversary and last year i got a nice six pounder on a. am a big stick mm-hmm. this year we haven't even gone we just had our anniversary we haven't even gone yet we have to have our anniversary fish but that day that i caught that my pb was the first day i ever used a gopro and I had a Yolo stick that Matt got me. Cause he kept telling me, you got to film, you got to film. People don't want to see pictures. And I'm like, it's bad luck. That was my whole thing. Yeah. It's bad luck. So I had it on the Yolo stick and I didn't know with the Yolo stick you need to take the battery out. So it kept overheating and shutting off. And I was getting frustrated. My wife had it in her hand. I just stuck a striper. Yeah. I'm like, did any of that go on video? And she's like, no, I'm like, oh. I turned around and there was like a foamer of, I'm telling you all over six pound bass no way that was gnarly i threw and thing hammered it it was pretty much my longest freshwater bass battle i think the whole fight was about four minutes had me in the grass i could see my line 20 feet with it just going with the grass feed yeah i'm
1: I'm
0: gonna lose this fish i can't believe i got it wow but she got the whole thing on video she got the camera to turn on right as i was casting yeah and then panned over because she had the gopro in her hand and got it was pretty cool
1: that's nice. Yeah. That was a good anniversary present. <laughs> right. I'll take that any day of the week. That's a that's a really good anniversary right? present. And to have your wife wanting to go with you uh, fishing for your anniversary is even right? better. <laughs> oh, yeah. She she loves fishing. It's just
0: not as easy here, you know, because she wants to take the dog and the dog. My dog's crazy in a boat. <laughs> really? It's like, I got to bring one rod. Oh, really? Dog just to have She rod. just wants to be up in your face and I don't want to get a hook in her.
1: I got a hook in my cat two weeks ago. Ooh, two that's... hooks, uh, uh, a, a 10 XT. Ooh. And it was my son's, I'm sleeping. My son, my wife comes in screaming, Nick, Nick, Nick. I'm like, what the, I'm not even awake. I fished the night before. So I was, I fished a break wall and I woke up. I'm like, not even up. She's like, there's hooks in the fucking, uh, the cat has a hook on it. I'm like, all right, whatever. A little hook i see this fucker spinning on the floor all like six rods connected because everything's everywhere and it had it pop through her mouth and pop through i think like her paw two hooks so i tried to pin it down and it flipped out so my wife calmed it down i had to cut the hooks push them through and it's fine but it was fucking wild dude that's gnarly and the night before we got there i told my buddy uh john I'm like, hey, watch, these fucking cats are probably going to try to get this fucker. I should probably put it in the garage. I'm like, nah, I'll just put it aside. Fuck so it. What happened? They fucking tried to get it. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. I was like, damn, the kids are flipping out like the cats are dying. And I'm like, dude, it just its the hook. It was a big fucking, I mean, a 10 XT. That's right? a big fucking hook. That's a huge triple hook. Yeah, and I'm like, to push through, the thing must have been, yeah, I felt bad. Oh, that's gnarly. <laughs> but now I bring my rods in, like, I'll get stuff ready, and those fuckers scram. Dog all takes is one time hey they're gone when they see a fishing rod now (laughs) one time that hook goes in you oh man has your dog got hooked before not yet she should have yeah numerous times caesar's dog i think has gotten hooked before yeah yeah carl (laughs) carl carl came on my boat last time they came down we went calico fishing
0: Oh, when he came down
1: yeah, yeah, uh, stopped by the shop. Yeah, usually out. he stays here. So when he's st- when he's here, we we'll go fish. He ran Carl last time. I'm like, all right, let's go.
0: Oh, that's right. You guys all had that barbecue. Yeah. And I was ready yeah. to go, but Matt's like, like, it's a it's a work night, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I said to him, I'm like, I'm old. I can't go out on a work night anymore. It's starting it's starting to, to catch up to you, huh?
0: Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> I think what killed me more than anything is before I started working for Matt when I was in my Downtime, I took like a year off Mm -hmm. and it kind of seemed like it made me lose momentum. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, you
1: know, it's like if you're moving all the time and doing shit all the time when you're working, you're probably going, going, going. It's like when you stop, like, like I used to be an installer. Now I'm an estimator and it's been 10 years or eight years, but I still don't have that same, you know, right. Activity. So you it's deal. like having to go to the gym more or having to go, right. you know, to the, do something. Well, now I haven't been skating anymore either <clears throat> because
0: we bought our house out in Winchester where I live now. We sold our house in San Juan mm-hmm. uh, a year and a half ago. And before we could move into our house in Winchester, we had to wait like a month and a half. So I got the awesome idea. I said, Hey honey, let's go stay at the river for a month and a half. And that was awesome, so I got the fish best time of year too. It was uh March, okay, and they were just didn't get any huge ones, but had a lot of sixes on swim baits, just constantly just boom boom that's fun, dude. that is so that's much so, fun yeah, but yeah that that year that I took off kind of made me a little bit more mellow, you know, <laughs> and probably not skating, you know, since
1: you grew up skating whole <clears> why
0: yeah, my skate park I still went every Friday. To the oceanside skate park and met up you know we call it the old guys crew and you know there'd be like 20 of us there we'd all just be riding the pools and hanging out having a good time but where i live i'd have to take the 15 south in the morning by the time i get there they'd probably all be gone you know and i just and i'm 50 now it's like it hurts really bad to fall oh i know you know
1: i know i (laughs) fell off i'm 43 i slipped on my deck on my boat Fell and landed on my rib on the ice chest. have like an igloo. And I'm like, couldn't, like I hurt the first week. Today's two weeks. Now I have pains in other spots that I'm like, oh my God, I'm waking up because of the trauma. I'm like, dude, I'm All a right. big guy and I don't heal like I used to. I feel like as I got older, I've gotten fucked up. Like I had fat, my leg fell into the, the pool cleaner, cut the fucking leg open. Then I cut the same leg. I was cutting the, uh, Plexiglass for the the dash. Mm -hmm. I was making a custom dash. Shot back in the saw and gave me another hole in the leg. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Just getting older and I feel like you get comfortable doing things. And now that I'm older, like, some little, do one little thing different and everything fucks up. Right. You know, and it's just like, man, now I understand. like, well, my dad would go, yeah, you just get older. Shit just starts happening. I'm like, I get it. Fuck, man. It totally does.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. Like, I have to wear glasses just to see anything that's like right here right to read nutrition facts i have to bring my glasses to the grocery store (laughs) it's it's horrible but it's better than the alternative that's for sure yeah yeah i do miss skating i've been i wish there was a good skate park out by me but there's not there's
1: winchester by
0: um temecula really okay you got temecula winchester Marietta. literally if i leave my housing complex i look to the left and there's skinner's dam so oh okay that's Shit. why that's it, why I've been fishing there so much because it hasn't been good enough to go anywhere. And if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to the river, you know, yeah. compared to driving down to San Diego, you know, which is going to take me an hour and a half drive. I'll drive an extra hour and a half, just go to the river, and not see another boat
1: all day. Right. You, uh, when you were fishing freshwater, then was DVL open yet? Yes. It I, was. I used to fish
0: actually DVL quite a, quite a bit. We, my buddy and I, we'd rent a boat frequently. That's where I got a lot of my HUD fish back in really? the day. Never any huge ones, but you know, a lot of that six to eight pound, you know, but once I got my own boat, everything changed. <laughs> that, that was, I wanted one for a long time and I've only had it for five years I wish I could have had one forever, but you know, it's having a boat, a lot of work, right? You know, constantly something, right? <sighs>
1: Bust out another thousand. Right. Did well, you get it used? Yeah. Really? 17 actually, tracker?
0: 17 and a half foot tracker. I was actually at the Fred Hall show mm-hmm. and, uh, Bill Woodard and Butch were there and I went over to Angler's Marine and sat down and talked to them about getting a boat, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, had a price worked out with, you know, motor, everything. And, uh, they told me about this guy that was getting rid of his Luna boat and it was great. Perfect. What I wanted went up there. Is right at Castaic by Butch. Oh, nice. Picked it up. I think I paid that time seventy five hundred for it. That's great. How many hours did it have on it? Um, two hundred and something. That's even not, better. not. That's bad, good. But I put a new motor on it. I got. Oh,
1: you did. Yeah. What did it have on it? It had a sixty. Okay.
0: So it would go like 22, 25 miles an hour. Really. And. And it's rated for a
1: ninety my boat
0: yeah no it's rated for 75 but i put a 90 on it because <laughs> it's rated for 406 pounds on the motor okay and the new motors are lighter so my motor's 365 oh, okay. and i talked to a place that i got the deal through fallon marine where they gave me this I, my buddy said it was like a pro staff deal not sure i traded in my old motor
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they gave me like four grand for my old motor my new motor only cost me 6500 bucks and then i bought a jack plate for it for the river for the river and then out the door i think i paid 8500 for the new motor to be put on and everything oh, traded my own yeah. yeah that's why i would say i got the fastest 17 foot tracker out there
1: <laughs> yeah i bet dude with a fucking 90 on it i do not
0: even put a stainless prop on it either and Shit. it's it goes 47 right now without are you a fucking serious yeah i want to put a power steering on it because i
1: i've get, done that it gets I did a little hair Mine uh, from the salt uh, apes froze. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember
0: hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made
1: this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end. What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade two. Play it now with Game Pass. The steering, like a yeah. multiple times. So I said, fuck it. So I bought the Sea Star on the aluminum boat. Okay. Great. You like it? Easy. Yeah, super easy to put on. That's what I was gonna get. Yeah. C Star. Yeah. I they're have like, that and then I have the Bay star on the bigger boat. You're like a grand, right? Not even that, I think it's like eight hundred bucks. This is three years ago. The Sea Stars for the smaller one, right? Yeah. Anything so under one fifteen, I think. Yeah. 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 And I like it. It's great she feels put a little oil in there sometimes. And yeah, other than that, I've never had any issues on yeah. the, uh, the saltwater, but I've heard too many issues about, uh, cable steering. I've heard people like the ship breaking and, you know, just boom. Yep. Yeah. And done. yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll get, I get hydraulic, you know, the oil leaks, at least it's not going to fucking, you know, right. Hard ride right or hard left, you know? Oh Yeah. Well, I, I think it will help. Like if I get going fast,
0: it gets super squirrely
1: yeah like oh well, i bet super I mean, it's a light but, ass fucking boat. right
0: but that will help it and then after i get that i think i'm gonna put a stainless prop on it depends okay. on at the river i don't want a stainless prop because you're gonna go through it it's shallow yeah you know i hit the bottom it's easy to replace an aluminum prop and you just
1: bring another one with you a couple with right. you. yeah yeah
0: but God, you hit the bottom in some of those places There, like
1: you got to know it really well huh
0: yeah it's it gets a little spooky yeah like i do a lot of launching in backwaters like dirt that's why i always have a four-wheel drive truck because i like to just i would put my boat through anything <laughs> yeah. you know uh as long as i could get in there and get out i put it into all kinds of little holes you know and just
1: check them out and sometimes they produce like because on the river you got all those little uh where you can drive in and there'll be like a uh like a little pool of water yeah oh, there's fish in there right yeah i mean i talked to billy and, and skinner and uh you know uh tristan and they're kind of telling me that and it uh, seems like it's a toned little place yeah you know how good it can be does it make you not want to fish around here sometimes because the river's so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know around
0: here's what I, what I like about it, I mean, if I catch one fish on a swim bait in a day, mm-hmm. I'm stoked. Even if it's, you know, four pounder, made my day. Super happy. Where, you know, I'm not looking, I don't necessarily need that, you know, 20 fish day. I'd rather have, you know, the good swim bait fish bite. And, it's, you know, back years ago, if I didn't catch five in a day, it was kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, you know, it wasn't. Very good, but you know you got to take what you got. So you know I'm, I'm very content with just catching that one good one. You know, if I catch two, it's like woohoo, yeah. You know, like yesterday stuck two and lost one, so that like made my whole day. Yeah, pretty
1: awesome. The uh, pressure, how's that been different for you? Like on the lakes, especially swim bait fishing, so popular now. Um, what do you do to change it up to kind of be different than everyone else?
0: I watch what everybody else does and get different. <laughs> I, I, fish, I fish very fast. Okay.
1: Because
0: I grew up fishing with my dad, who's a crankbait guy. So I learned to fish everything very fast. Like, uh, I'll throw a little bit lighter line, you know. Always listen to Butch and 20 pound floral for a 250, you know. Scary. My, yeah. <laughs> for me. Yes. The 175, I throw 15, you know. Yeah. But also, I like. What I've noticed is the slow glide and it still gets bit, but not as well for me. I like, I literally, if you watch me fish a swim bait, you're like, looks like you're throwing a jerk bait. Choppy then. Oh, I'm super choppy. Okay. And you know, I don't get as many big fish reaction as I did on the, the slower glide, but I catch a lot
1: more fish. Yeah.
0: So no fish. Or four pounders. I'll take four pounders.
1: Nah, I'm with you on that. You know what one. I mean? It's like, it, all day, it's
0: gotten so tough over the years that it's just, you know, you don't have those. I mean, the best day of my life was over a hundred fish with my dad on an eight inch swim bait. Yeah. You know, up to nine pounds. Wow. You know, granted, I you could say it was cheating because it was Vale Lake, but.
1: That's you know. one lake I always wanted to fish too. Do you ever remember that show Top Hooker?
0: Top hooker. It
1: was on like Animal Planet. It was a fishing show, but they did everything at Vale Lake. Really? It was cool. Oh I gotta go look at it. But it, it, it was like a game show. It was cool. It was just like people did different types of fishing. So like you had to do like an archery one, uh bow fishing, you had to do like a spinning one. You had to really? do like different Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. And I used to walk this was probably like ten years ago, but that's how I knew about Vale Lake and I'm like, Oh and uh that was a really good lake. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. that
0: that's where i would say my swim bait fishing really progressed they had a lot of everything there huh right yeah and i used to get uh before they made the slide swimmer mm-hmm. you get the uh sign killers bust lips out well i used to use the the 145s and get them all tuned up in my parents pool you know because they didn't make weights for them so i had to take like either usually get a uh, egg sinker smaller one pound it into shape sand it file it get it put it in there but you know that's why i asked you if you wanted me to bring anything i had this one that matt had to talk me into because it was pink and yellow i'm like dude (laughs) there's no way yeah the first day i went out i think i had 40 some on it and the biggest one was eight Fuck. after i got it tuned perfect and it was just like i used to throw that on my old uh was it a Kumara crankbait rod? The, really? the heavier crankbait rod was yeah. perfect for like a smaller glide bait because it had the the right tip, you know, get that parabolic.
1: Yeah, that's what you were using back back in the day too. You had to find like a crankbait rod that kind of had that right. parabolic.
0: Yeah, depending on the size of your swim bait, this and that, you know. I remember the first time I threw a HUD, I'm like, oh, this thing is massive. <laughs> and now I look at an 8-inch HUD and I'm like, that looks so little.
1: I, I kind of remember that, because, I, I mean, I when I started, I just Googled, uh, or, like, would look on forums, and, like, what are they doing? And I just got into fishing, so I, HUD, or the castaic shit, you know, mm-hmm. like, you could buy it at Walmart at the fucking time. So I'd go buy that, and I'd be like, all right. And I always say I'd look up on Fishing Network, and Magnon would always come on from Last Chance. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, what he, he's doing, so I'd be like, all right, I'm going to try that. I don't even know what the fuck he's using, you know, like... But same thing, it looked big nowadays. I'm like, shit, this isn't that big,
0: you know? No. Yeah, Matt's a cool guy. I met him, actually, because I used to go to Last Chance so much. I that would, was your
1: tackle shop. It was right there, right? I mean.
0: Well, no, because I lived at that time. I lived all the way in either San Juan or Oceanside. And I would take a road trip just to go out there because they had better stuff than anybody else. Yeah, you know, and had all the cool stuff. They didn't, there wasn't. All the online stuff, you know, you didn't have tackle warehouse, Hookup tackle, all that stuff that you could see all that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they would have a few different swim baits there. You know, that's where I got to look at stuff that I didn't know. And, uh, that's where I met Matt. He actually lives right around the corner from me. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I bought my boat from there. My aluminum 2015. I bought it, I think. But I always, they've always been really nice. Last chance have been a great, very you know, cool, super cool. And Matt's always been super, super chill and funny guy, you know?
0: Very helpful, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's he's definitely one of those guys that has taken tweaking out on your stuff to like like an extreme As honesty. a bait
1: maker, you can follow him. He makes some cool shit. you will yep. be like, fuck, man. Makes some really cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, like a tailspin. He'll make like a little like lead. You know, tailspin, I'll be like, shit, vulcanizer and everything? This guy's good. You know? (laughs) My dad makes those. That's
0: like his favorite thing to fish for calicos right now.
1: The tailspin? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like uh, the old school Little
1: George's. Yeah, I fished the Domeki one just because I'm buddies with Daniel. Yeah. So he'll give me the the, uh, axe blade. And that's what we were fishing for Spotty. We were fishing them all day, but I just couldn't put a good bag together. Me and uh, Joe from Performance and uh, this guy Paul, and we ate a dick, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah that happens though. it's what it is it I was a say. fun
0: tournament <laughs> it's, did a tournament in Virginia after the universe oh, the gathering after the gathering okay.
1: I got skunked so did most of the people <laughs> how was that was it pretty fun
0: it was a great time yeah met all kinds of cool people had a blast out there yeah got to fish with uh, my buddy Daniel Jones and Rafa we all fished nice. in his yeah. boat. so yeah. that, that was fun I mean I had one followed by like a 10 inch bass that was about it
1: but you know it was a good time Different experience. It's cool. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it was a lot of fun. I kind of saw just videos of people when they were out there. I'd like to try to go out there one time just finding the fucking time. Right. You know? The
0: Texas one was cool, too. I liked that. But we didn't really get to fish because we didn't have a boat. Yeah. So there was only a little, you know, 100-yard spot of beach that you could fish from. Yeah. Everybody was fishing (laughs) from it. So it's like... (laughs) All right, why bother? You know, at this point, it's like, I'm not going to catch anything. I had one bite, and I think Ian uh, hooked one and jumped off or something. Yeah. But, yeah, that was on Lake Fork.
1: Yeah. It'd, it'd been cool Have you been there before? No. no. Did you go do any exploring when you were there?
0: Yeah. We yeah. actually went... Uh, to three sixteen shop and no went to way. Dobbins. We got a walk through through Dobbins. Oh, that's fucking sick. That was really that was really neat. Was Mickey in a good mood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in a
1: good mood. <laughs> it, it was good because we went with.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I want to tell
1: that story, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I'm sure if you went with someone that knows Mickey, they'd probably be in a better mood.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we rolled in with uh, the universe guys wayne campbell nice yeah, all they, those guys so. kind of so yeah. yeah so it, it was it was cool of course he had all of his older baits that i was drooling over in this case and none of them were for sale and i was like he's I- got
1: a crazy uh, uh shop it's pretty cool looking you know it's very cool yeah very i've cool. seen pictures of it and that's about it you know and uh it looks like it's a it's something pretty clean looking and very organized and very yeah I mean, the guy's been doing it for a long time, too. It's pretty cool. He's like one of the OGs, you know, him and Rego, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah, he has a one that he did a long time ago called the One Up. That was why I don't get rid of baits anymore, because mm-hmm. I traded that. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> and I've wanted one for so long, and I can't get one. I really? know they're rare.
1: What but, was so big about
0: it? What was so cool?
1: Like, I don't know, it caught fish. Just something a little different.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was basically like the freestyle, but one less joint, as far as I remember. And okay. it just had a decent sound to it, like clacky on a twitch. And I don't know, it just cut fish. And it was like, why did I get rid of it? <laughs> it was kind of more so that I think, why did I get rid of it? Because I have lots of baits that catch fish. You know, like I said, soft plastic baits seem to be about my favorite type swim bait now.
1: Do you ha- throw different? different types or do you try to focus on throwing optimum depth stuff
0: um for the most part i throw mostly our stuff but matt knows like i'll throw special bait makers like i'll throw my hinkles i'll throw a rafa you
1: so know, it's, it's cool that matt kind of gives you the freedom a little bit to like understand if something's not biting it's not biting and there's right. not really much you can do about right. It. right yeah i mean if i'm filming a show
0: like i did a one of the shows at paris rafa just had this prototype of, I think it was called like the little boy. Yeah. And it was a wake
1: yeah, bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that.
0: And I asked Matt ahead of time, I go, hey, can I throw this mm-hmm. in the show? He's like, yeah, that's no problem. Well, I couldn't get bit on anything. and I tried everything. I started throwing that. I think I ended up with five fish. Yeah. You know, and it was like, dude, there's no pain on that bait. That bait has caught so many fish. It's, yeah. It's yeah. such an awesome little wake bait. But, you know, he he understands that you know and i mean soft plastic baits if i'm gonna throw one i'm gonna throw the boom boom i mean that's one of my favorites
1: anyways yeah yeah
0: i, I love the boom boom i think that thing's so underrated it's not even fine like, i've
1: thrown it for calico as well too Yeah, because i like the full body baits when i'm like fishing like the brick wall at night so i'll fish all kinds of different ones yeah and that's one of the ones i like you know it'd be a beast hook on it or whatever and, right and throw it you know
0: another thing i like to do with it if you take like the baby boom boom and you know where the belly cavity is yeah take the nail weight and go towards the screw lock kind of gets it where it's going to nose down and almost look like a bait fish eating yeah and that works really well for me i figured that out when we were in northern california i didn't have any of the this lead sticky stuff that i'd put around the hook shank to get it for deeper water mm-hmm. i'm like well, i'll just try a nail weight I tried that and it was awesome
1: oh i fucking I bet that's was good throwing, it. i was throwing a weed that we were Fishing the wall, and I had I made some beast hooks that were one and a half, and some that were one and a quarter. I only made like four or five of them just out of a Bondo fucking mold. Like, and uh, it was working so good, I had two hooks, and I lost both of them. Ugh. I got slammed, and then the we were at the wall, and the fucking swell was it was so high that you would look eye level, you could see just water, then you'd come up. And then you could see everything and then you'd go back down. Ooh. And the whole wall is going over the wall and everyone's like, We're not fishing and I'm like, fuck you. Me and Kelly, Poopo, Bass Jesus, we're fishing, just getting slammed. Dude, so that's good. gnarly when it's like that. It was literally going over the breakwall, yeah, and you're yeah. fishing it. As long as you stay off and you kinda go roll with the punches, like it's right. You'll you'll be fine. But yeah, it was pretty fuck I wouldn't do it in my little boat. I was in the big boat now, so the 21-footer. So I was like felt way more comfortable. That's gnarly. <laughs> Yeah, I I remember going out of uh, Dana Point once in my little aluminum, and when we were leaving the harbor, I'm like, why does the fucking, the horizon look like that? And it was kind of like, rough. I'm like, ah, whatever. So we're going out, and these fucking rollers were huge, like, big. Like, my boat was going up and down, you know, and I'm like, and I'm with two guys, and I didn't want to seem like a pussy, so I'm like. Are we good men? like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're fine, man. And I'm like, fuck, no, we're not. This is big. Yeah. Should turn around and I didn't, but it was fine. Thank God. <laughs>
0: I think it's gnarly when it's like that,
1: you know? Yeah. Ocean gets really
0: unpredictable.
1: Silverwood's been like that for me. Shit. Really? In the middle? Yeah. Yeah. When my wife was pregnant with my uh, little guy, it got so big that, like, I barely got the boat. Like, probably, I was probably a month in. So I wasn't comfortable, you know, with the, it was like four foot swells. Down the middle. I'm like, shit. And my wife's like, you know what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, man. I got I'm this. looking good. No, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at all. <laughs> you know? I've seen it like that
0: uh, actually in Lake Martinez one time. I heard that gets big, too. Dude, because it's so shallow yeah. when it comes across the middle of that. I remember my dad and I were on probably one of the most epic spinnerbait bites you could ever be on. We were really? the only people out. And we are fishing all the docks trying to hide. But it's like blowing 50 plus. <sighs> And we're in the back fishing all this stuff. We're just knocking the four to six pounders all just fun spinner baits. And we come out and we get to go across We're like going, wow, we got to go across that. (laughs) It was, it was bad. We got totally drenched. Were you, what boat were you in? His little, his his first one, his little G3, which was, it was, (laughs) uh, had the little motor. Yeah. It didn't even have a steering wheel. God, how big was that thing? It couldn't have been more than 14 feet. It was actually Benny Seacrest's boat before it was dad's boat. Oh,
1: no way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know Benny like pretty much my whole life too. Oh,
1: he's fucking great, dude. He's what makes me laugh, dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. So he probably fished with your dad then, huh? Uh huh. Calico stuff too, as well, huh? Uh huh. I think
0: my dad with, you know, his group of guys. and all those guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dave Pfeiffer. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, man, Dave Pfeiffer. I heard he was kind of the whaler guy, right? Because uh, there was team... team. Um, like, I think Pfeiffer might have been one of the guys. I always talk to Eric Bent from SWBA, and he talks about the guys that kind of bring the whalers over and made him popular for Calico and stuff. This was a long time ago. I don't, I don't know. I yeah, remember but da- I remember him bringing up Dave Pfeiffer on one of the... Yeah, that was like basically
0: one of my dad's best friends back in the day oh shit so yeah I've known Pfeiffer I went to his wedding you know when I was young but yeah all those guys I mean that's how I grew up in that world of you know fishing it was always around you know I've got like tons of uncles (laughs) (laughs) that
1: are really good at fishing right
0: all those guys you know it's good good way to grow up honestly and it's paved my pathway for what I want to do for my life, you know. Yeah. I love fishing.
1: What do you do for what's your position at depths and Optimum?
0: I guess you could say warehouse manager.
1: Really? I basically
0: do whatever. I don't. Yeah. I'll do whatever. But I asked Matt that one day, and I said, "What is my actual title here?" He goes, yeah. Warehouse manager. Basically. Uh, a nice title. When
1: they did everything, and Butch came down, put the wall in. I, I did The fire alarm. Did the what? The I, I came and helped Matt with the fire alarm. They had all these issues. Oh really? Yeah, and I came and and helped him fix like uh, the PIV in the front, uh, fix the the alarm panel so he didn't have to buy a new one. Nice. All kinds of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've been there. I seen the wall that Butch put in and everything. I mean, in a, two days. Oh,
0: it's crazy. I, I got to watch him put it in. I was like, wow. I was. You guys impressive. think he's good at swim bait fishing? You get to right? see the fucking frame, dude. Drywall, <laughs> like, dude. It looks. Like glass, it's so flat. Yeah. It's buttery. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as far as like, cause I worked for Costco and I also was in merchandising. So I knew how to put up all the steel. So I yeah. helped organize the steel, bolted it into the ground, you know, and made it to where the AAs were on that side, you know, all the bait pouring on that side. And then how the depths and Ima and Zappu and, you know, It's
1: super cool as warehouse. Cause I mean, even going when well, I've been there. Like five or six times, yeah, and checking it out and how cool it is to see even all the optimum stuff being made, you know, right? And uh, it's it's cool to see it done here too, you know, like people making it right here, right, in your face, you know what I'm saying? It's
0: it's definitely cool, and you know, I still keep finding stuff. Like <laughs> I just found some of the OGs that they got at least be twelve inches long, huge, really. Yeah, I was thinking about actually like. Throwing it. <laughs> you ever think about making baits? Um, I would love to design one, and I've been talking to Matt about it for a long time. I've got some ideas, but I mean, everybody has ideas. As far as actually making one, I don't know how to carve or anything like that. I have the idea of what makes a bait work because mm-hmm. I've messed with so many.
1: You like taking them apart, messing yeah. with them. Okay. You know,
0: that and it needs to be weighted correctly and everything else. So it has that perfect. And I'm very particular about a glide and how it's going to glide correctly, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, some of the cheaper ones that glide like this, you know, to get that roll. roll.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't really like it, but certain things I'll like it. Like if I'm chopping and it just almost looks like a dead fish, you know, there's certain baits that that works good. You know what I mean? I don't like it on that one. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. like a 250. if you try to chop, it, it just doesn't sit right other baits you try to chop and it will just chop straight and then other baits you chop and it will chop and roll and almost look like a dead bait Mm -hmm. and uh actually uh johan makes this shad about i can't remember the name it was about that big and it is the choppiest most stable bait really i can't even believe it like i can sit there and chop it it will just back and forth like this and i'll stop it'll go boom just sit there (laughs) and then start again i'm like i think it's amazing yeah you know and uh I was throwing a ds just yesterday same thing really choppy perfect just quick my whole thing is you know because i also have that crankbait background that reaction bite you know fishing that bait quicker so they just don't really have a chance to go there's uh hooks on that no just turn you bite. want to show
1: them a flash almost right. like and just get get it going right get them the trigger to bite that 100 percent. okay makes sense
0: I stuck one yesterday on the glideway and I was snapping it over this bit of grass and it was literally five feet from the boat came out of the grass, hammered it real quick, shook it, unfortunately. But, you know, just because it was just so chopped up over that, he just reacted, boom, done.
1: Are you fishing? You're fishing Skinner most of the time too?
0: I have been lately. Okay. I went to Paris, uh, last week, I think uh-huh. with Matt, Took him out there. God, they just tanked the water so low, and I—I I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep going to Skinner. Then the only bad thing is, then you put your boat in Skinner, and you can't go to
1: any other lake. <laughs> any, any other lake that's right by
0: me. I mean, yeah. I could go
1: down and go fish. You know. See, I like Skinner because I could take my boat there and not worry about the salt shit. Right. You know, because most of the time, DVL was always cool because I could take my boat to center console, the aluminum they go, where was the last place you're at? I'm like, the ocean. They're like, all right. They'd see, you know, I'd have everything drained. I'd see a little water. bit be like, I get it. You're in the ocean. You're not fucking. They were cool. Right. Skinner, they don't give a shit because it's Quaggle. You got to, you know. So I right. kind of like Skinner as well. But I, I know it's a hard fucking lake to fish right now. It is. Or right, but- if I'm going to go, I'll just hit up like Jimmy or something. He's there all the time too. But back to Skinner itself and the lakes. You're see, are you seeing like a cycle right now that you've seen before with these lakes? I know it's really tough right now.
0: I don't think I've ever seen it like this. No. Not where it's this difficult. I mean, I had a couple of really good runs, you know, the summer, but it's I haven't caught one frogfish at Skinner this really? year. Really? Wow. Like I don't I haven't even been bringing it because I haven't had a blow up nothing and that's normally my frog lake. Yeah. And it's just the, the Walker bites not there. I mean, what do you
1: think it is? Just I wish I knew like, I mean, part of me goes, it's, is it fucking pressure? Is it who knows? I mean, I just, cause I like asking guys i have seen these cycles over the years going, Hey, have you seen this before? And B, what do you do to answer, answer it? And like, what, what do you do to fix it? Or what do you do to catch fish? Right. You know?
0: Well, I think, As far as what you said about pressure, that's right on Mm -hmm. because if you go back a few years when COVID hit, everybody was buying boats and before that you go to Skinner, you might see 10 boats. Then all that happened. I was literally going to Skinner and there was 30 boats on that little lake almost daily, like during the week, Yeah, just out of control. And only in the past, I don't know, eight months. 10 months i've watched it go down like yesterday when i launched there was five boats okay and five boats for that lake is in my opinion plenty 10 boats is doable but i mean it's a small lake yeah i mean you're only supposed to go 10 miles an hour yeah, you know what i mean nice. <laughs> and at 10 miles an hour you can still make it around the lake relatively quick yeah. so i i think it could have been pressure from that because with all that you know, the money, everybody was buying the boats. I mean, the cost of boats went up, huge amount. Oh
1: God, dude, used boats are outrageous. right? Yeah.
0: Before that happened, when I sat down with anglers, the boat that I was going to get was 18 with 115, and we were talking about it for like 25. Okay. Okay. So after COVID hit, my buddy got the same boat. He paid 34.
1: <laughs> Fuck that, dude. And it took a year to get. And it's like, well, and then you look at a used. I mean, probably a year ago. Oh my gosh, they were out. People were selling boats for a little whaler for you know fourteen grand. It's like, dude, that thing is not fucking worth that. I scored on mine. I got my Sea Fox for eleven grand. Nice. So one fifteen on it, um, and it had four hundred hours. So and they just use it as a cruiser. It's even better, right? So, You know, I had to. Do, I added all this shit on there, but. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive, too, and, and you're right. So now everyone has a boat, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to slow back down because people are like, hey, it's not like it was anymore, and fucking right. money's not coming right. off the trees anymore. Right. You know, people are selling boats, and you're going to fucking have people slowing down on shit.
0: But that's where I saw, in my opinion, yeah. the deterioration because last year kind of wasn't a great year either. Mm-hmm. You know, in the summer, I had some decent days. But it wasn't like it was before where I'd go out and you know have ten fish days on a walker up yeah. to like eight pounds or better, and this and that, you know, like my best day this year was at uh Paris. I had eighteen fish, but they weren't very big, yeah, they were all you know pound and a half, I think the biggest one I got that day was three pounds, and it was all in a spinner bait, you know the depth spinner bait, yeah, and other than that, no. Nah four five six fish it's a great day you know i'll take that yeah. all day long i wish it would go back to how it was you know yeah four
1: four years ago even does that make you fish you're gonna are you focusing on the river a little more next year
0: um if i get my house done
1: yes yeah if i get my house done, i want to actually
0: do a guide thing out there that'd be cool yeah man would what? it be like a big bait thing or just anything it would be mostly big baits probably no plastics it'd be like going for your dream fish. That'd be cool. So, I mean, hopefully I could do it. <laughs> I, I, I did it with, uh, I took cause out there. We filmed one day and then we stayed an extra day so I could take a fish and he got, took him to a spot and basically kind of did it as like a guide thing. He got, I think it was seven, nine.
1: Nice. You stoked on. Huh?
0: Yeah. And then I did the same thing, uh, with, uh, Roberto from Swimbait Republic when he came out. Yeah. Here, yeah. Yeah. Matt asked me if I'd take him fish and I'm like, yeah we can, i can't take him here i go can i take him in the river for a couple days He's like oh yeah and he got that one from the video that was what was it i think it was seven seven four that was eight minutes into the day Shit. i just took him to my spot i'm like okay I
1: that know, is a cool fucking bait too yeah it is right i mean they're the sponsor next month for the patreon but the uh when he showed it to me i'm like it swims fucking good man it does everything mm-hmm. you know and I'm trying to get it when I have the time to throw for a calico because you could weight it and it's oh, a it's yeah. a cool fucking bait.
0: I love it. I've been fishing it when he first sent him to Matt when Matt was first talking about being the one to bring him in. Mm-hmm. He Matt got two baits from him. he gave cause, cause one and gave me one. First day I threw it actually was during one of the SoCal Crusher episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm like checking it out. I'm like, oh, this thing's awesome. I got stuck two on it in, that day, you know. So. Any glide bait
1: nowadays, you stick two on at least in SoCal. You are like, damn, this thing's great. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about that with someone. I said, back in the day, you know, when a bait maker would come out and there wasn't like a five, six, seven, eight pound fish, people would be like, man, whatever. Right now it's kind of like, fuck, you get bit. Cool, man. You know, like, (laughs) right, just getting bit. That is the challenge. You know,
0: you know, you can go throw a big bait all day long and watch the fish just follow it and follow it and follow it mm-hmm. but getting bit hell yeah <laughs> even if you lose them it's still great
1: yeah right um let's plug your channel and, and where everyone could check out your stuff um
0: my channel it's uh on optimum baits youtube okay it's just under that with socal crusher mm-hmm. um i have my own youtube channel that i haven't really started yet that's socal crusher i just okay. want to wait till i have a whole bunch of footage shorts because i don't want to do the same content that matt has
1: yeah yeah i
0: mean i might take some of the fish catches and break it up but yeah right now it's just socal crusher under optimum baits if you just Mm -hmm. pull up optimum baits on youtube you'll see it on there i think we have i think the last episode was 26 or 27 or something
1: like that okay
0: so we the past couple years we've had some good ones yeah for sure for yeah. sure
1: and then uh you'll be at the toy drive probably this year right oh guarantee i'll be there
0: awesome i love going there that's an awesome place
1: yeah i'm hoping to break uh what we did last year for toys and donations yeah last year but, was pretty huge yeah yeah We'll see i got an update actually today i'm gonna be updating the flyer with all the rest of the uh vendors it so yeah. should be it should be a blast but uh i appreciate you coming on jeff thanks man eh, no problem thanks yeah. for having me it's an honor to be here with
0: all the people you had on here you know getting to rap about fishing yeah for
1: sure dude it's cool to hear your story really cool thank you all right take care dude